This program is sponsored in part by Franchising.com. You can own your own business today. Visit Franchising.com. Our guest on this segment of the Small Biz Brain is a leading authority on franchising. Steve Olson is the publisher of Franchise Update Media Group, an industry resource for over 2,000 franchise organizations. He's also the author of the book, Grow to Greatness, How to Build a World-Class Franchise System Faster. With nearly 30 years in franchising consulting, sales, and executive management, Steve specializes in accelerating expansion for emerging and established franchise brands. He's served on franchise boards and is a frequent column and speaker on the subject of franchising. Joining us now live on the line from San Jose, California is Steve Olson, publisher and author. Steve, welcome to the Small Biz Brain. Good morning, David. Certainly glad to be here. Great to have you, Steve. What led initially to the creation of the Franchise Update Media Group? Well, uh, Franchise Update Media Group started, um, actually, it was 20 years ago. Therese Tilgen, who's the founder of the company, uh, Franchise Update, She had a vision uh, that there should be a sounding board and there should be a publication for the industry uh, from the private sector of franchising and grew that to where we are today. We actually service, gosh, uh, 2,500 franchisors with our uh, magazine publications as well as our online resource information, and we produce two conferences for franchisors as well as some from fr- for franchisees. In your view, Steve, what is the real impact of franchising on small business uh, in the U.S. economy overall? Well, you know, when you look at it, David, it's the most successful strategy for uh, small business expansion worldwide. Uh, 5% of small businesses in the U.S. are franchised yet they drive 41 cents on every retail dollar we spend. So that's quite astounding. Also, 10% of the gross national product in the U.S. and the private sector is from franchising. And there's 75 major industries, I mean, ranging from Molly Mae Cleaning to McDonald's that are franchised. Every eight minutes, a new franchise operation opens. There are a million franchise operations currently in the U.S., uh, and that's um, with 3,000 franchisors currently in business. At the core of all of this, uh, why do you suppose franchising as a system works so well in so many cases? Well, it's a blueprint for success. And in 1980, and, I, and I've been a franchisee myself, that's what got me into the, uh, the business. Yeah. And in 1980... Um, I decided that I wanted to leave corporate America. And so I was looking for a business that had a blueprint, that had, we'll say, a way of doing business that I could feel comfortable with. So in Houston, Texas, I joined a business services franchise and was quite successful with that. And it's really combining the best of both worlds. You're on your own, but you're really not alone because you have the corporate um, support, but then also you're an independent business owners. So I was able to avoid costly mistakes uh, because uh, in most every instance, there's uh, higher success rates if you go the franchising route over the independent route. Yeah. 
When franchising was born, and I think that takes us back to the mid-1950s uh, when folks like uh, Ray Kroc were creating McDonald's and so forth, uh, uh, franchising was a very different world, uh, or perhaps it didn't even exist the way we know it. How has it changed? <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, it was a circus back then. I mean, when you look at the 50s, 60s, and 70s, it was a very young concept, and now it's worldwide. And unfortunately, at that time, you did have some franchisors that took advantage of individuals uh, looking into the business. So the Federal Trade Commission came along and really cleaned that up. But uh, you had from popcorn machines being franchised to some chicken restaurants, and uh, the industry grew up actually to where it is today, where it is a very sound way for individuals whether it's in the U.S. or worldwide, to uh, adopt uh, to the franchising way. Now, it's not for everybody, that's for sure, and we'll go into that hopefully a little bit later because that takes a certain type of individual to really, as a business owner, uh, franchise their business and also um, a certain type of individual that is the right fit for a franchise business. Yeah. Well, let's take that. Uh, for those that are exploring becoming a franchisee or looking to own a business or uh, participate in a business model like a franchisee would, what do they not know that they should know about selecting that way of uh, going into business? Well, for the truly independent, if you want to build your own wheel, it certainly isn't like, uh, I mean, you're like a bull in a china shop. And I've owned independent businesses myself as well as franchise businesses through the years. And um, if you want to serve fried chicken out of your ice cream store, you shouldn't be with a franchise system because it will destroy the brand. So franchising is for individuals that appreciate processes and systems and can follow a plan. You work the plan, the plan will work. And you're part of a collective group where you network with other owners and you have the whole system is really what drives the success of each individual store or each individual service franchise. And then conversely, for those that are exploring, uh, taking what is already a successful operation and scaling it through the use of uh, the franchisor system um, to make their business a larger enterprise. Tell us a little bit about what they need to know before they, they begin in that direction. Is franchising right for you? Is it right for your business? And um, because, again, on that side of the, of the fence, it really is the major question. And uh, many business owners uh, who have a great concept themselves have been very successful. Maybe they have two, three, four locations up and running. But if their goals and objectives don't match what a franchising can provide them with down the road, it's something that they should throw up the red flag with. And uh, as an example, once you have franchised your business, you're no longer in the pizza business. Right. You're in the franchising business. You're a leader. You are in the development business. You are in the marketing business. You are in the convention and conference and seminar business, training and teaching your franchisees how to improve their particular businesses. So it happens to be that pizza is the concept 
but it's really a, a whole different type of business you are in. You also have partners in reality. It's not legally, but these individuals that are part of your system, they are, they are really, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship because you are codependents. If, if your franchisees aren't successful, you aren't successful. So it's for somebody that really can lead people and does recognize that there's give and take between their franchisees that have invested their life savings into your franchise concept that you have to work very closely with them. It's very different than building a business around what you know how to do, isn't it? That is correct. Um, because, again, it's a whole new learning experience once you become a franchisor. Uh, so there is that cycle within the franchisor growth from starting up where you have to really understand and appreciate and do your homework on the front end before you make the leap. We're visiting with Steve Olson. He's the publisher of Franchise Update Media Group, the uh, website www.franchiseupdatemedia.com, just like it sounds. Steve, uh, how, if at all, is our current economic situation affecting uh, the creation of new franchisors and uh, franchisees, if at all? Well, it's very interesting because what happens in times like this, in fact, um, the West Coast Franchise Show was held this uh, prior weekend, and you had uh, several thousand buyers, potential buyers of businesses that came through the doors at the convention center. And what is happening today is more than ever, because of the, uh, the risk factor, individuals are taking a look at franchises. Uh, as an example, uh, if you are looking at a retail business, Real, real estate is opening up now. Who's going to get better locations? Is it going to be um, Subway or is it going to be Sam's Sandwich Shop? So if you're looking to start up a sandwich business, it certainly is better to look at a Quiznos. It's better to look at a Subway or a Blimpies or any of the others, the Togo Sandwiches. You also have less expensive, less expenses to worry about because you have group purchase power on your marketing also. If I have other franchisees in my marketplace and we're co-oping on an advertisement, we're spending $250 a piece, let's say. Yeah. If I am an independent, I'm spending $1,000 for the same advertisements. So there are several reasons that really are helpful for that franchisee that the franchise, the independent business owner um, really can't realize. Research and development. As a franchisee myself, I wrote $80,000 of additional business because we were in Houston, Texas, and Dave Evans in Atlanta, Georgia, shared with us a marketing plan that had worked highly successful in his market. We took that information, applied it to Houston, and wrote $80,000 of additional business in the first year and more business thereafter. So there are constant examples of the power of having a network of other franchisees with their intellectual capital that you can contribute to making the system and you individually more successful. Uh, Steve, in this market, I mean, we're sitting in November, mid-November of 2008, uh, for those listening uh, in the long tail. Uh, does unemployment 
correlate to new franchisee creation? It would seem that it does, but I'm, I'd, I'd like to know, what's your perspective on that? Well, what, what happens is it's good and bad because you have people that no longer uh, can find jobs. And so what they do is many times they'll gravitate and, and say, I want to buy a business, but they may not be the right fit yeah. to run their own business. Yeah. But the answer is yes. Uh, not only with the unemployment situation, but once we start getting our troops back home, there's going to be also a tremendous surge of those from the military that are going to be looking to get into their own businesses, again, because they want to or because it's difficult for them to get employment. So what's happened is um, in 2009, actually, because we do research studies franchisors themselves are actually spending and investing more money in recruiting qualified candidates for their systems. Mm. What are some of the questions that franchisors ask when they're recruiting? A franchisor, uh, again, through best practices, they should first, before they even talk about their own concept and franchise program, should be asking key questions. Um, what prompted you to inquire about our business? Uh, what are you expecting and want to do with your future? Is this something for your family? Is it something for you personally? What do you want to achieve and accomplish with your goals long term? What do you want out of a business? <clears throat> what are your expectations financially in owning your own business? Are you the type of individual that can follow a system and can appreciate being part of a total franchise network, sometimes decisions will be made that are good for the system but might not individually, in 5% of the instances, be good for your particular location. Are you willing to participate with other franchisees? Mm. Um, so there are a series of key questions that franchisors must know to make sure that, again, there's a match between themselves and the individual, because a truly qualified individual, the money is not as important as that ability for somebody to follow the system, work the plan, and also buy into the culture of that organization and understand that they need the key skill sets not only from what their business experience is, but also their personality traits. If I'm looking at a coffee house, or I'm the franchisor that owns the coffee house, I want to know, does that individual that's looking at coffee and is thinking of becoming a customer and getting on the other side of the counter, are they social? Do they network within their community? Our friend, are people attracted to them? Do they know how to manage employees and create an atmosphere that's very positive? Are they friendly? Do they like to get out into the community? Because it's a very social environment. It's not right for somebody that may have great skill sets for management, but does not have the people skills that are required. So franchisors or businesses thinking of franchising their concepts have to recognize this is not fog the mirror where you're looking to bring people in to grow your system without first determining whether they can help you become successful. 
So it's the marriage between the two. And if that marriage is one in which you realize over that 10-year contract you can be successful, that is terrific. But unfortunately, where the qualification process from both parties doesn't occur, that's where you have the divorce rate. I wanted to spend a little bit of time, and and by the way, congratulations on your new publication. You've uh, recently written Grow to Greatness. Uh, This new book reveals about five, (laughs) the five success drivers to growing a franchise business. Um, Steve, why did you write the book, and and what can we expect inside the cover? Right. Well, first of all, growtogreatness.net, that's growtogreatness.net, is where you can read up about the publication and uh, take a look at the table of contents before you decide if it's going to be worthwhile for you. Um, I was frustrated. I got in the industry in 1980 and uh, was very successful. had a partner in the franchise I had. We sold out. We're actually franchisees of the year in the system we had. And went from there to the franchisor side. And uh, thought I knew everything because I had run a successful business services franchise. Was I wrong? And after stumbling around on the franchisor side, trying to figure out how to recruit quality individuals, as I had spoken about, how to really uh, perfect our training systems so that our franchisee owners that invested their dollars with us would be successful. Well, I was scratching my head about this. And how do we make our concept more compelling and attractive for individuals looking at businesses? There was no roadmap for success in that instance. You had to to um, attend seminars here and there within the industry and try to piecemeal it through networking with other franchisors in the same boat. So I decided 12 years ago, at that point, after consulting 50, 60 franchisors when I had a consulting business, being part of franchisors and understanding from the franchisee standpoint what is necessary to really create a roadmap and take all this information out there and provide the success traits that are necessary for a franchisor to build a world-class franchise system. So that was the frustration. Nobody had done it. It's very easy to franchise your business. All you have to do is pull out your wallet and uh, work with an attorney (laughs) and a development expert, and they can franchise you so you legally can have that shingle on your door. But then what happens after that? That's the problem. That's the challenge. So this book takes case studies, anecdotes, puts together processes, et cetera, on the five basic success drivers that I have been able to identify through my research and my learning curve with other franchise greats, whether it's Fred DeLuca, who's a personal friend. I mean, he's the founder of Subway with 28,000 stores now. That's right. To small businesses that uh, have also been successful on a regional basis. So it's really a book. My passion is to prevent individuals from who think they should franchise their business and have no business doing it to those that are really sincere about it and so they can avoid thousands and thousands of dollars in costly mistakes and time because there really isn't one collective desk reference that they can go to. Yeah. Again, the uh, website for the book, www.growtogreatness.net. For more information about uh, 
Steve Olson's new book. Steve, any uh, final words of uh, wisdom or advice you'd give for those looking either on the franchise or development side or, or looking to get into business as a franchisee? Well, I think for the franchisor, if it's a business owner looking at this, they just have to realize there will be some challenges. Uh, this is not a partnership relationship. It is a partnership relationship. Uh, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, you have to grow your system, have happy franchisees, because that's what's going to make you successful. And you have to have those leadership qualities and learn the franchising business. Um, it certainly is attractive because you can, you're, you're basically have the ability to become, as some have, household brands going from local to worldwide with your concept. On the franchisee side of the fence, what you're doing is you're helping people achieve their dreams, and, and that's what's really exciting about being a franchisor. When you can impact so many families throughout the U.S., because you've given them their ability to realize their goals and objectives and independence. And also you're employing hundreds and hundreds of individuals, so you're really contributing to the economy. For those that are uh, potential franchisees or looking at a business, they really have to determine, number one, is this business format right for them? Or, again, do they want to do their own thing and start up their business? But in particularly in today's world, with financing the way it is, another reason, again, that franchisors have an advantage because bankers and the SBA, they will look to proven businesses with proven business plans and will invest in those types of franchise businesses often and most often before they're going to provide monies for you to start your business on your own. Um, but it definitely is something for um, individuals to look at, whether they decide to go one way or the other. And it's definitely something for a business to look at if they are expanding or seeking ways to expand their own successful businesses. And there are two roads to take. Maybe they're better off on just duplicating their concept and having a store chain or a service chain. That's fine. Or it may be where franchising may be the right concept for them to approach. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for this fabulous, uh, informative segment. Our guest has been Steve Olson. He's the publisher of Franchise Update Media Group. That website, www.franchiseupdatemedia.com. And uh, the book, Grow to Greatness, uh, Revealing the Five Success Drivers to Growing a Franchise Business. That website, www.growtogreatness.net. Thanks so much for joining us, Steve Olson, on The Small Biz Brain. And thank you so much, David. Small Biz America. The Brain. This podcast is produced by Small Biz America. Small Biz. Small Biz Central.